I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios. Back to Brad and Bennett on 92.9 FM ESPN. With special guest host, J.R. Moore from Ingram Hill. 423, JR's in studio, and we have Adam Kilgore now with us from the Washington Post, the national sports reporter for those guys. Uh, welcome to the show, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I read your column about uh, the NFL playoffs this week, and I thought it was pretty insightful, especially considering how young the league is. And I, I think I'm with you. I, I did go down in the post because I'm a subscriber and read the comments from the Washington Post. People are are are... They just love being anti-whatever-you-write, I assume. But in this case, I, 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 think, I think I'm on your side here. This, this league's going young, and there's no going back is, I think, the thesis of what you were trying to say, right? Yeah, that, that's definitely part of it. Um, you know, I think um, I, I, so my, my kind of point of that, uh, of the column you're referencing, was um, that when you look at the, the four conference finalists, um, it, does, it does seem like there's sort of a, an establishment of like a new – somewhat permanent elite uh, that this is not going to be the league where it's a snow globe every year, shake it up. Um, and you might get, you know, it, any team kind of rise to the top, you know, the, the way the Bengals and the chiefs, the 49ers Eagles have looked to me, it, it, I think it, it could be the start of like, you know, thinking back to when I was a kid, when it was like the Niners and uh, Cowboys every year and the bills every year, um, you know, just, just for starters, you know, three of these teams are back from last year. That's only happened twice you know, since 1990. Um, and I, I feel like those teams are, are just more closer to the start uh, of, of what they're building than, than the end. Yeah, the first thing I thought about in kind of making it about Memphis is we have a 23-year-old core in our basketball team here in the Memphis Grizzlies. And oh, we yeah. sort of go back and forth with, are they too young, right? They're 23. Teams with cores around 23 haven't really pulled this off. But JR and I have talked about it. You watch this team, they have the second best odds according to some of the analytics at 538 and stuff. And I think the quarterbacks suggest, at least in the NFL, when you talk about Burrow, when you talk about Mahomes, um, when you clearly when you talk about Jacksonville, what's going on there, like it, it can happen, especially in the NFL. I don't know if it'll happen in the NBA here in Memphis for the Grizzlies, but it's it's happening already in the NFL with the quarterbacks. Yeah, that, that's a great. It's a it, it's a really interesting way to look at it. I, I think you're right. You know, I, I had a chat a couple of years ago. This, this really stuck with me with um, Lincoln Riley. We we're talking about uh, Kyler Murray and his ability to adapt in the NFL, despite being, you know, basically the, the, mm-hmm. the shortest quarterback ever drafted. Uh, and the concept he brought up, I think, applies across the board. Um, which is, he said, you know, if you think back to the way football is played now, it used to be for a long time, um, you know, players would mature through 
Pop Warner High School uh, College Pro, and they would sort of be playing in a different system through uh, all the way up through, especially in the NFL. The NFL, you almost had to learn a whole new language just to play quarterback in the NFL. Now it's it's pretty much the same game all the way up. I mean, it, it's spreading out. It's uh, you know air raid concepts, spread concepts, some you know West Coast concepts that have survived, but certainly changed a lot. Um, so the, what Riley said, he's like he's like, look, uh, Kyler Murray. This is when he was a rookie in the NFL. Kyler Murray's been playing in his style of offense for basically as long as like Tom Brady has, yeah. um, and and that applies across the board. Like these, like they they don't play like they're new to the position or or new to the style of quarterbacking because they've been doing it um, for most of their lives. Um, so you combine that with like advances in training, um, advances in video, where they can um, almost like you know th- think about how much easier it is for Patrick Mahomes to figure out how to play quarterback and study than like John Elway with like VHS and you know cutting up tape and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. just, the whole process is just so much faster than than what we're sort of used to thinking about. And so I do think you're right. And and you combine that with obviously the roster advantage of uh, these cheap uh, cheap contracts for, for rookie, uh, you know, yeah. uh, through the through fifth year quarterbacks and like yeah, it is a young it, it, the advantage of having a young quarterback in the part in the NFL right now is massive. Speaking of guys who are playing like they're not new to the thing, the, I guess the quarterback that stands out in these Final Four is Brock Purdy as being kind of the wild card. And how is he doing this? Do you, number one, do you think do you think the Forty ers as good as they as they are, that they're just going to stick with him? I mean, do you think the results of this weekend matter as to where they're whether they're going to keep looking for somebody or go back to Trey Lance, or is have they found their dude and they're just going to develop him? Yeah, you know, I think it's. I think they found a dude that they have to at least see what they've got a little more. I mean, I, I do think he'll be the open day starter next year. Um, it just, wow. you know, how do you turn away from a guy yeah. who's, who's gone nine yeah. and zero, and and whether or not he's like the, you know, where he would rank in the sort in, in the vacuum of the NFL, who, who knows? But he obviously fits into what they're doing San Francisco perfectly. Um, so uh, you know, I do think he'll get a chance. I think they have to keep him an open mind because of his pedigree. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's the only uh, – yeah, I hate comparing anyone in the NFL to, to Tom Brady because he's such an outlier. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking the exact it, same thing. It's just so it's so similar. Like, you know, quarterback gets injured in the middle of the year. This guy who's no one really ever heard of and was drafted late, um, you know, and, and had a lot of college experience and success comes in, and he looks like he's been doing it for a, a decade. Um you know, he de- there's not a lot of panic. Uh, there's no panic to his game. Um, and, you know, I think it's also testament to the way Kyle Shanahan uh, can prop up a quarterback, especially given the personnel that the 49ers have. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not asked to do a lot, but what he is asked to do, he's doing really well. Well, the same thing happened there with uh, Dak Prescott and Tony Romo, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip, yeah. on the flip side, I don't know how, how many people in Dallas. Well, it's funny how Dak fans Prescott. get pissed off in a hurry. That's basically <laughs> That's what true. I learned through that deal. It's like, yeah, Dak Prescott's the next coming, and then suddenly he's not when he when he goes out in the in in the divisionals, you know. But uh, we are talking to Adam Kilgore. He's the national sports reporter for the Washington Post. The column that we're talking about that he filed was called "The NFL Has a Familiar Final Four, and it may be here to stay." It's an analysis piece in the Washington Post. You can look it up and follow Adam Kilgore on Twitter. I'm really interested in the 49ers like JR brought them up because I do see them as the outlier of this group too. You know, you've got these other super young cores and quarterbacks, all-star quarterbacks, yep. you know, just huge, great, great name brands. And then you got Purdy over there. The thing that I am interested in about the 49ers, and you bring this up in the column, is 
and I'll ask you if it's all system and if it's Shanahan because they've lost two coordinators and two quarterbacks and nothing changed. Like they're still awesome, if not even better. Yeah, I mean, you know, their their personnel is fantastic too, and I don't want to take away from that. But I do, I do think if I had, if I was an owner of an NFL franchise and there was you know every single coach was unemployed, you could pick whoever you want. I think I would pick Kyle Shanahan, um, and I know people scoff at that, like um, because of his sort of high high profile. Uh, failures in, in the biggest games, you know, as the offensive coordinator of the Falcons and uh, you know, blowing a 10-point lead to, the, to Mahomes and the Chiefs yeah. in the Super Bowl. But I, I feel like people who do that are, are kind of casual. Like, if you look at, like, the, the stuff he diagrams, um, his scheme, his consistency, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's anybody, anybody better, uh, except maybe I would put Andy Reid in that group. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as designing offense and calling plays, and creating a system, it's it's Shanahan for me. I mean, he's just he's he's the closest thing to a genius in in, in the NFL uh, calling calling plays right now. Yeah. What what should the Cowboys do with their quarterback? Is he? Or should we just throw? They'd rather have somebody else other than Dak Prescott right now. That just seems so short sighted to me. But at the same point, like, what the hell's the problem? I, I know. I mean, I think Dak Prescott's really good. I, I think I think the problem there, I think, is more. Is more coaching, um, honestly. I mean, I just think they they ask a lot out of Dak Prescott in a way that they don't have to. Like, if you go back and look what they were doing when Cooper Rush was the quarterback this year, mm-hmm. a lot of like play action, a lot of like quarterback friendly concepts, um, and like there's no reason not to do that just because your quarterback can handle more. There's no reason to like make him, you know, to like give him a degree of difficulty. Um, and so I think that at times, you know, Dak Prescott's like really good at like diagnosing. Defenses pre-snap, um, really good at like sort of figuring things out post-snap and finding the right guy. But just because he can do it doesn't mean you should have to do it all the time. I think especially on first and second down, they can make things easier on him, um, and then you know sort of rely on his, his ability on third down when they have to. But um, you know, I mean, he's he's a really really good quarterback. And the idea that one they could upgrade and two they should upgrade, I think both of those are are, are misguided. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? Final question. Oh man, I mean, I think the AFC game is really, really tough to pick um, because I, I cannot see Patrick Mahomes, and this is an incredibly uh, simplistic way of looking at it, but I, just, I cannot see Patrick Mahomes losing to the same team four times in a row. Uh, that just does not, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I, also, it, like, it really stinks to bet against Joe Burrow, too. I mean, those are just the, you know, so I think that's a, a coin toss, but I'll take the Chiefs just because. Um, I just I think the it's kind of their turn to win in that rivalry, yeah. which is just you know not not smart analysis, but it's, it's what I got because it's too hard to pick otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that you know between home field, uh, between you know Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy, I think I'll I think I'll take the Eagles in the NFC too. But I think you know I think it should be two really look at the point spread. You know, it's not yeah. a field goal either way for either game, so I, I, they're they're going to be close. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, the Eagles to me look really, really good. Way good. The the weird thing we do, maybe this is me, Adam, it's like you hear these injury reports, like Mahomes, for example, this weekend. Like I was free, everybody on the radio station was freaking out about Mahomes, and everybody's like, well, he's practicing today, and it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah, he says I'm ready to go. Yeah, and then, of course, last weekend, it was the same thing with the Eagles. Like everybody was sort of concerned about the shoulder and until you see Hertz get on the field and just beat the hell out of the Giants, and you're like, well, there you go. There, you know, it's so uh, very excited about the games. Enjoyed your column and your analysis piece there, Adam. Appreciate you joining us here in Memphis. All right, thank you guys. Take yeah. care.
Take care. That's Adam Kilgore with the Washington Post. And again, you can follow him on Twitter and read his stuff there. Uh, good stuff. Interesting thing, the youth movement in the NFL. It is. I wonder when they have to start paying people like the Bengals, you know, uh, when they have to start yep. pay- paying the young guys and trying to figure out the, you know, the, the salary cap, if they, if they uh, stay being a mainstay in this final thing or if just Joe Burrow has a lot of money and the constant complaint is, I no longer have weapons. Uh, and it's because you have to pay them, and we can't So them. it's funny you mention that. Today, out of Cowboys territory, Micah Parsons tweeted this. Okay, there was a clip from uh, Brandon Bean, who's the GM from the Bills. Right. And uh, his, his quote was, I don't want to suck bad enough to get Jamar Chase. That's what he said. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. So he, he says that. Micah Parsons retweets it with the following. Besides Mahomes... Every team in the final four quarterbacks is a rookie on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Hmm, interesting take. And I think this is kind of the way, man. Like, yeah. you want these young dudes yep. who just – that is the reason why all these guys are between 23 and 27. Yeah. You're, it's, it's weird. You were, for the longest time, you were searching for your franchise quarterback, which you still are to have for – 15 years or whatever, yeah. but what you're really searching for is the guy who outperforms his rookie contract. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you like a serviceable Cowboys quarterback if you're a Cowboys fan who hands the ball off and runs a proficient offense or the potential for a gunslinger, Dak Prescott, or would you rather have Micah Parsons from the age of 23 <laughs> to 30? If you had an either or. I know you'd love both. Woo, boy. Now, in other words, serviceable quarterback, amazing Pass rusher, or would you rather sign Dak Prescott and then you know you you really you you absorb some cash there? Man, that is a big contract. Well, I, I, I think I, you know what I think it's Dak Prescott. Let me ask you this: What if if the Cowboys could get Sean Payton? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't they just fire Mike McCarthy and get Sean Payton? And why would Sean Payton not go there? So I'm reading this stuff about. I'm going to answer your question, but I'll yep. start with the Broncos' job. I was going to ask Adam this, and we yep. ran out of time. Um, why are the Broncos not doing everything in their power to get Sean Payton? Why is any team not doing anything they can get to Sean, including firing Mike McCarthy yeah. to go get Sean Payton? Like I don't understand. I don't. I, Sean Payton to me seems like the best coach you could possibly hire. They keep like all the analysis keeps going with the like the four open jobs. Like does would he really want these jobs right. or should he wait? Well, if you're another team who's like in the middle there, which yeah. like kind of. You think you should be competing for conference championships if not Super Bowls, which is, hello, the Cowboys. Right. Um, and you have analysis, and may- maybe their internal analysis does not agree with this, but you have Adam saying, Dak's good. It's the, they're, they're it's not, the coach. They're coaching him wrong. Well, well you yeah. have a guy who is out there who could probably and would probably coach him right, who has shown interest of wanting to get back into coaching. What is, is, it, is it because he wouldn't want to work for Jerry? <laughs> I mean, I can understand why. If you, I think he would work there. I, if you have your pick, you wouldn't want to go work there. I, I mean, I understand that, but I, that's a high-profile job with all the money you could want, and a quarter. You already have a quarterback, unless he unless he would just thinks that I. Yes, he's a quarterback, but he's not the kind of guy that I can coach. I think it's more complicated than that from the perspective that you're probably going to lose Dan Quinn, who is an amazing yep. defensive coordinator. Yep, you're. And I don't understand the Kellen Moore thing, but people still love Kellen Is Moore. It, and didn't he just interview for the Panthers job? Yes. And I still don't understand it, especially given our most recent history here. Yeah. You know, I, I don't quite understand that. Um, the Sean Payton thing in, in Denver, after reading some more stuff on this, 
he's putting them off, which means he doesn't want which the job. Which means he doesn't want it. And, and they're not going to be able to hire him. Like, he's stalling as a last... Like, I'm sure yes. he'd love to live in Colorado. Like, right. Dion went to Colorado. Probably but, using that as, if yeah. he, as, a, as a bargaining chip. Right. I can always go to these so, Broncos. So there's more, more news on Sean Payton will be coming, yeah. and it looks like it's not Denver. But I, I was blown away after the Cowboys lost the 49ers that... I thought Jerry was full of crap when he was saying, well, no, um, you know, McCarthy's our guy, and we're going to stick by him. He really means it, apparently. Apparently he does. And I don't understand it. Uh, he, I don't either. I what think if, he can do a lot better. I would agree with that. I mean, and I think your quarterback could perform a – Adam had a lot of good points there. I think, that, you know, the, You don't need to overthink the system, I guess, when you're Dak Prescott's your quarterback. That's exactly right. I, I will say, some of the stuff Dak did, and, I, and I'm not – I think is beyond the coach, though. So there's some inexplicable sure, moments, and I don't sure. know if that's just well, part tutelage of that, and development. Part of that may be putting too much on his plate, treating might, him might as a different, as a as something else than what he is, right. and not making his job easier. Because to be fair, when Cooper Rush was there, what they go like six and zero, oh, six and yeah, one. Yeah. Well, if you can do that with Cooper Rush, when you get a better quarterback in, wouldn't you just do similar things? You would think, but here's the thing, and this is this happened to Mississippi State when Dak was there because I watched a lot of Dak Prescott games. Yeah. yeah. And Mullen was the coach. Yep. They used Dak Prescott like a battering ram. Yes. They, it was about every other play seemed like it was a Dak Prescott quarterback run. Sure. And it was a design run for Dak Prescott. Like, yep. I was surprised he was this healthy getting into the NFL <laughs> right. because they banged him so badly up in college. And he was, right. He was, you know. And when they got him in Dallas, he obviously developed the arm, and he was a hell of a – he had an all-around game, and he had that great breakout year and showed some promise. They gave him the big contract. He was injured. And I, I was surprised at the Jacksonville game because he, he, but it's Jekyll and Hyde, man. Like you'll get the Jacksonville game from Dak Prescott, yeah. But you're gonna also get the 49ers game, and you're gonna have two picks. Like yeah. it's the same dude, and some guys, it's just it's, it's the way it goes. And it might be a marriage of both of them. It might be coach, and it might be quarterback combined. Sure. sure. Maybe not one or the other. Maybe a coach could change it. I would try the coach though. Yeah, I'm with you on there. Yeah. I think that there's there's only there are very 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 few quarterbacks who are really good at their jobs. Which and seems I think wild, that's important to remember. But that, and so yeah. you have one who's pretty doggone good. So maybe with a coach, you can make him one of the really, really good ones. Which is why I think the 49ers will have Brock Purdy at the beginning of next season I starting for them. I think you're probably right. And they'll probably draft late. Sure. For a quarterback. Yeah. Late, late. Yeah. You know, to do that. Uh, we've got four stories coming up next, including uh, Danny White over at Tennessee going to get paid. Also, college hoops with uh, JR and myself. But first, Service Master by Cornerstone is a sponsor here on 92.9 FM ESPN. This is who we call personally if we have something happen to our house. And a lot of you did, especially in fourth quarter and in December, right around Christmas time. We got those storms. We got that freezing stuff, and it screwed up the pipes. And there was a disastrous situation for many houses here in the Mid-South. In Germantown, South Haven, Cordova, Collierville, Bartlett, all over the Mid-South, Midtown, and in West Memphis, people are calling Service Master by Cornerstone if they have any overflows, frozen pipes, or water heater problems, fire or smoke damage. Maybe you've got mold from an older house or uh, just good old damage caused by home storm problems. Call Service Master by Cornerstone. They've helped thousands of Mid-Southerners just like you, and they've helped my neighbors too. Frozen pipes from recent winter storms are no problem for them. No matter the size, the project they will fix it. Even commercial. Tyler and his team are here for you in moments like the ones that happened in December. Their motto, of course, we don't pray for disaster. We just pray that we get called when there is one. And they get the calls. So remember their name and call them if you've got a problem at your house. Locally owned and operated. It's Service Master by Cornerstone. Tyler and our great friends over at Service Master by Cornerstone to fix up your home. 901-459-3675. Service Master by Cornerstone. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.